Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's going on, insiders? Brian Reese here, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. And welcome to today's presentation where we're talking about buddy letters. Okay, you've maybe heard it called a VA buddy letter. You've maybe heard it called a buddy letter. You've maybe heard it called a lay statement. It all means the same thing. Today's topic is super important, and I'm going to explain why that is. And I think it's going to make a lot of sense um, once I actually explain why it's so important. Okay. Tell me something good. Tell me something good going on uh, in your life. Because, man, there are so many things that can drag us down. Um, So many things happening in the world right now um, that can drag us down. I'm happy to see that we are reopening, but it scares me a little bit to think about what might happen if there is a second wave or a third wave or something like that, okay? But all right, today, let's let's jump into a little bit of content here. Lay evidence, buddy letter, personal statement, all of that stuff means the same thing, and I'm going to myth bust, I'm going to literally demystify this, and I'm going to explain it in the simplest terms that I know. Okay, but before we get there, I want to do a quick disclaimer. Brian Reese, VA Claims Insider, we are not accredited VSOs. We're not accredited agents. We're not accredited attorneys. We are not associated with the Department of Veterans Affairs in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Okay, today's video gang is for informational and educational purposes only. Okay, please do not use anything I say today. Um, as medical advice or legal advice, because it's not, okay? If we talk about medical conditions, please note that these are my opinions alone, based upon information and education. Um, If I do discuss uh, some things about the law, those are my opinions, okay? Again, we're we're not under any kind of attorney-client privilege. I am not your lawyer, and I'm not accredited, okay? All right, so let's jump into this thing again. Let's get a ba-boom, ba-boom. But I want to talk about one thing real quick. We just came through Memorial Day, okay? Um, Memorial Day is tough for many vets. It's a a sobering day for me. It's a reminder to honor and remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for us while wearing the uniform, okay? And I don't know about you, but it kind of pisses me off when people will say to me, Um, you know, hey, on Memorial Day, thank you for your service, right? It's not Veterans Day, okay? It's Memorial Day. That's the day when we think about, we remember, we honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice for us defending freedom while wearing the uniform. Um, And maybe I shouldn't be mad about that, but I don't know. I've got anger issues anyway, but that 
that one gets gets my blood boiling a little bit. Um, a couple folks, though, um, I was an Air Force Academy grad, class of 2007. One of my brothers, uh, fellow classmates, uh, unfortunately, was killed by an IED. Uh, his name is Joe Helton. And uh, what a great dude, man. Just a, a beautiful human being. We did class projects together in school. Uh, I used to hang out in his room. He, he would tell jokes. Um, just a super, super good dude. And I'm telling you, if, if he were here today, and I just want to share a quick personal story about Joe and his testimony. Um, he, did, he would never want Memorial Day to be a somber moment of sympathy for him, right? I know Joe. Uh, he would want us to hang out and celebrate with family and friends and to honor those uh, brave men and women. That's, but that's just Joe, right? And I think Joe's character in the way that he lived his life, I still keep that with me right here, okay? So Memorial Day means a lot to me. It means a lot to so many people. Um, many of us have lost brothers or sisters serving in combat. Um, and it, it's just, it's a tough, tough day. Okay. It's a, a sobering reminder. The general public just doesn't understand. They don't, they maybe don't even know the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day, right? Veterans Day, yeah, thank a vet for their service, right? I thank you, you thank me. It's cool, right? I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but not on Memorial Day, not on Memorial Day. Okay, let's talk about Buddy letters, that's why you're here. VA lay statements, buddy letters, personal statements, supporting statements, lay evidence. It all means the same thing, okay? And by the way, we speak and have spoken to VA raiders. We read case law. We read M21-1, okay? A lot, believe me. I'm in that guiding document, M21-1, the adjudication procedures manual weekly, sometimes daily, just depends on, on what's going on. But if you don't know what M21-1 is, the adjudication procedures manual, that's the VA regulation that raiders use, okay? It's based on the law. There's a lot of case law um, littered throughout M21-1. In fact, you can go to Google and type M21-1, you know, VA adjudication procedures manual, and you can check it out for yourself. You can read all about the VA disability system. You can read about pension systems. You can read about education, training. It's all laid out, okay? It just depends on which section of the law and which part of the regulation that you wanna dig into, okay? But the part that we're gonna be in today specifically is 38 CFR uh, part three, okay? There's some different sections in part three, but Let's talk about buddy letters. Let's talk about lay evidence. Let's talk about when you might use it, why you might use it, what it is, and more importantly, how you write it or how you go about obtaining it, okay? Now, the reason you may wanna use a buddy letter or lay evidence to support your disability claim is to try to prove the element of service connection. Okay, remember, you got to have that nexus. Your disability must have been caused or made worse 
by your active duty service. Okay, that also includes aggravation of a pre-service disability or injury. That also includes secondary service connection. Okay, there's some different elements of service connection that we're not gonna get into today. But if you've been denied in the past, I think you should really consider reattacking if you believe you deserve that disability condition by law or you believe you deserve that higher rating by law i think you should consider using lay evidence okay and i'm going to talk about exactly why that is and how lay evidence can help you close any gaps or fill in for any missing pieces okay think of it like a puzzle and each piece of evidence that you layer on fills in a different part of that puzzle, right? That's what lay evidence helps you do. It helps you connect the full puzzle so that the raider can get a very clear understanding of what's going on with you, okay? So the common denial, right? The most common generic copy and paste denial that you can ever see is something like this. The veteran's active duty service treatment records do not contain any medical evidence or any subjective complaints of a disability or condition, okay? Therefore, in accordance with blah, 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 it's not service connected, okay? That means you're denied benefits because you couldn't prove that element of the nexus, okay? Now, I'm not telling you that lay evidence alone is always gonna work or that it's always gonna help you prove service connection. It won't. But if you have enough medical evidence, it can help put you over the top. And I'm gonna explain why that is. Now, first of all though, why do veterans not have enough medical evidence? Um, I, I think there's a lot of people who've kind of forgotten that we're proud people. We're tough guys and gals. We don't want to admit that we're not okay. We don't get help. We don't go to the doctor. Okay, for, for little issues, maybe they were little at the time, but they've become bigger issues as you've aged. And now here you are trying to go back and get disability benefits that you deserve by law, but you never went to the doctor while you wore the uniform. It is so common. Okay, it's so common. Now, the good thing is the VA does know this. Okay, they understand that the active duty record might not contain sufficient evidence for them to make a rating decision. And in that case, if you have at least a buddy letter or a lay statement, it should be enough to get you a compensation and pension exam, okay? That's the goal, is to at least be able to be seen by a medical professional who can examine you especially if there's a requirement for an in-person physical examination. Okay, what is lay evidence? A buddy letter is nothing more than after the fact evidence. Okay, now lay evidence from somebody who's not a medical professional, okay, that's what lay evidence is. Lay evidence from a medical professional is medical evidence. Okay, because they're trained, they've got education, training, experience, expertise in medical aspects of disabilities. So that's, that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about is you receive a letter or a statement from somebody 18 years of age or older who has knowledge 
of the facts or circumstances and conveys the matters that can be observed or described by that person, okay? Not medically. Lay evidence comes from somebody who lacks or does not have specialized education training or experience, but they have knowledge, all right? Now, the best buddy letters are from firsthand witnesses, people who know you best, um, preferably somebody who was there at the time that you went through some specific incident, um, like an in-service injury, maybe it was a training accident, a car accident, a rape, an assault and battery, um, a deployment situation that occurred. Uh, maybe it was maybe it was just from physical training. Uh, maybe it was from basic training, right? Somebody who remembers that stuff. Now, what is a buddy letter? There's a lot of folks who ask me, like, what is a buddy letter? In its most basic form, it's a written statement. That's it. And there's all kinds of garbage out there online of, you know, you need to have it on this form and the VA won't consider if it's not, it's all a bunch of crap, okay? A lay statement, a buddy letter can be written on any form. It could be handwritten on a sheet of paper, okay? It can be typed on a Microsoft Word document. It can be handwritten into the VA form 214138, which is the statement in support of a claim. It could be in a sworn declaration format, okay? It could be in a, a journal format. Maybe that person, uh, the buddy, kept a journal of your deployment, and maybe they use that as a substantiating statement, or you use that as a substantiating statement, okay? All of it is good to go. It's all evidence that the VA rater must consider, okay, when making the decision. Now, it may not hold as much weight as other evidence. And I think this is where veterans get confused, okay? What do you think is gonna hold more weight before a VA raider? A medical statement from a trained and educated medical professional or a lay statement from somebody who's not a trained medical professional, okay? Typically, the medical evidence is going to be, uh, it's going to be assigned higher weighting, okay, more probative in nature, which tends to prove the matter at hand um, and help you get to the proof of service connection, which is at least as likely as not. Pretty, pretty low standard. It's a 50-50 standard. But the lay evidence can still help to add credibility, okay, to your claim especially in the absence of any documentation. So let me give you an example. It's pretty well known that military sexual assaults, military sexual trauma, MST situations, harassment, those types of things are very rarely reported, okay? Sometimes they are, but a lot of times veterans, especially when you wear the uniform, you're hesitant to report those things out of fear typically fear of retaliation, especially if the sexual assault or harassment happened from somebody in your chain of command, okay? Well, goodness, you're, you're probably not going to report the sexual assault, not to your chain of command. Now, the good news is 
the military's come a long way with restricted reporting and unrestricted reporting, all of that. But I'm not going to get into that today. But the point is, maybe somebody you roomed with, you bunked with, somebody in your unit, somebody you told, maybe they remember this incident. Okay, now it's possible they didn't witness it directly, but they do have knowledge of the events. Okay, hey, so and so told me this. I remember this. Here is how the veteran, this, the person at the time, changed after that incident, right? They didn't go get help because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, that helps fill in the gap. It helps fill in the narrative, especially in a situation where there's a lack of evidence. Okay, well, why is there a lack of evidence? Because it wasn't reported. Very, very important, though, um, that you can get a hold of some type of testimony. Now, there is also confusion about, wait a minute, can a veteran write their own lay statement? And the answer is absolutely yes. Okay, if you dive into M21-1 or you dive into federal law, you might look at that and go, okay, well, is that really going to be competent and credible because you as the veteran are substantiating your, your statement? Well, absolutely. Who knows the situation better than you? Okay. And of course, we all know the VA disability system is supposed to be non-adversarial, but sometimes it sure feels adversarial, okay? But the point is, even a statement written by you as the veteran is considered competent and credible, okay? As long as the facts and the circumstances align with what you're reporting, okay? That's very important. Again, you've got to always be open, honest, truthful, tell your true story, and that includes all types of evidence that you may submit with your VA claim. Okay, so a personal statement, VA Form 2140-138, a statement from a friend or family member on a 2140-138, or a Word document, or a handwritten document, those are all lay evidence. Okay, they're all sources of lay evidence or a lay statement. Um, I've also had some questions lately about spousal letters. Like, Brian, what about a spouse letter? Can I get a statement from, you know, the person I'm married to? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're extremely helpful to get personal statements from a spouse. Somebody who lives with you, somebody who sleeps next to you, somebody who sees you in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, the, who better to shed light on symptoms than a spouse, right? They might even know you better than you know yourself. My heart is out to our military spouses who have to live with us. Because man, woman, child, we can be hard. We can be so difficult to live with. The stress, the anger, the anxiety, the depression, um, and it's, it's a lot of times the things that people don't see. All right, let me talk about that for a second. In our experience, in my experience, some of the most difficult 
disabilities and wounds are the ones you don't see. They're the ones that happen up here. They're the pain situations that maybe there's no real good solid explanation, right? Those are oftentimes the most difficult. And sometimes, oftentimes, we suffer alone in silence. We don't tell anybody. We're embarrassed. Good Lord. I'm going to tell a quick story. I'm in Kandahar, Afghanistan in 2011, right? It was deployed there to Kandahar Airfield. And I'm telling you, I immediately began having anxiety, severe anxiety, insomnia, depression, anger, um, panic attacks. And a friend, luckily, a buddy who I actually went to the academy with, who was deployed with me, he was actually at Camp Leatherneck, embedded with a Marine unit. He would chop her in and out of calf. Um, he convinced me to go to mental health. And man, let me tell you how difficult that was for me to open up to a person who at that time probably knew me better than anybody else. And, you know, he, he probably saved my life along with that army psychiatrist um, who helped get me on some medications, who started seeing me while I was deployed. Okay, again, though, this happened unbeknownst to anybody. And I was so embarrassed by it I, I literally dreaded the thought of my commander finding out that I was going to see mental health, right? While I was deployed, I thought for sure, if I was diagnosed with something, they would send me home. They would think I was crazy. And I could not stomach the thought of being sent home. Couldn't do that to my troops and, and, man, can you get into some dark places when you start contemplating that there isn't any way out, right? There's no way out of this situation. And my point, again, in telling you all of this, and the reason why I will always be vulnerable with you is because it's okay. It's okay. I personally believe way more veterans have mental health issues than is being reported. I believe it's way worse than whatever study or number is published. Why do I think it's way worse? Well, I get to see it firsthand, okay? And I know what you all tell me inside of our membership programs and inside of our mastermind groups. I hear from your spouses, right? Um, it's a major, major issue among veterans, mental health issues. And again, I think these mental health situations, we suffer alone in silence. We don't tell people we're not honest. And what do we do? We cope. We cope. How do we cope? Drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, right? Those are probably the four, sometimes all of them, sometimes all of them at the same time, <laughs> okay? Um, I'm telling you though, vets, there's a way out. There is a way out, there's a path for you. 
Okay. And I'll just share um, a little personal testimony. I definitely was somebody who abused alcohol, no question about it, abused alcohol and drugs. And I did those things to hide, to cope self-medication, right? How do you numb the pain? You numb it with your vices. You numb it by not being honest. You take the edge off, right? Pretty soon you've got one glass and, and then it turns into two, right? Two beers turns into four. And the next thing you know, you're, you're 10 beers deep. And now you're taking shots. And now you're doing more pills, right? And I think, again, like substance abuse in the active duty corps and even with veterans, I think it's way underreported. Um, we're not honest, right? We're not honest on active duty. Who wants to be sent to AA while you're wearing the uniform? Who wants their chain of command to find out that they're an alcoholic? Nobody, right? How many drinks did you have in the past week? Oh, two, <laughs> right? I mean, come on, man. Come on. And I'm telling you, though, the, the longer that you're not honest with yourself, because that's who you really need to be honest with, right? The person you really need to be honest with is the person you're looking, in, you're looking at in the mirror. Um, and, you know, you wake up from one too many benders. It gets more painful over time, right? The hangovers don't go away. It takes you more time to recover. It starts taking a toll on your family, on your work, on your relationship, right? It exacerbates so many of the mental health symptoms. That's kind of the weird, like, dichotomy with substance abuse and mental health, right, is a lot of times the booze and the drugs exacerbate the symptoms. So even though you as the veteran might be thinking, well, this is how I cope. This is my vice. This calms me down. It might actually make things worse. Right. And especially if you're taking any other type of medications for mental health, some serious side effects can come when you start layering in drugs and alcohol. Again, Vets, I'm, I'm just being open, honest, and truthful with you that it is okay to not be okay. And what I want you to do is if you're hearing me, if this spoke to you, if this testimony, this story makes you relate, please pick up the phone and call VA Mental Health. Get an appointment, okay? If, if you're in a serious, severe situation, please go to an emergency room and get help. Okay, because your life matters. You're here for a reason. Okay, and we need you. All right. So again, I wanted I wanted to just talk again about mental health because it's such a significant and serious issue affecting veterans and their families. And you know, I'm I'm proud to say that I've I've been sober for over two years, and it's the best decision I've ever made best decision I've ever made. Stop the booze, stop the drugs, and uh, I'll never go back. You know, at this point, I'll, I'll never go back because I know what that looks like. Okay. Again, this is just, these are some of those brutal, honest, ugly, uncomfortable conversations that we need to have, right? And we need to have more of them and we need to talk about it more often and we need to share. Okay.
And, you know, hopefully that if that just impacts one person, if one person who hears this live or who sees this on YouTube or a spouse who goes, man, I, I need my husband, I need my wife to see that, okay, I'll call it a success. I'll call it a win, right? Because that's what we do here. We celebrate life change, life change. We celebrate life change. Yeah, we're VA claim experts. Yes, we're constantly pumping out great content. Yes, I believe personally we've got the best membership programs out there by a mile. It's not even close, okay? We're the only one with a very robust mastermind group, 24-7 Q&A where you can get support from fellow vets, people who have been there, done that to help you get the result you deserve faster, okay? Yeah, we do all that. But the larger, more important piece is to give you an identity back, to call you an insider, to let you know that you belong, to let you know that your life matters again, and that you are important, and that you mean something, and that God put you here for a reason, right? And we celebrate that life change. I can't even... I can't even begin to explain to you how many folks in our community, their lives, their marriages, their relationships, their businesses are absolutely flourishing as a result of our community. Countless. I, I couldn't even uh, put a number on it. Those are the things that make me most proud, right? To include our incredible team. And so many of our teammates are fellow disabled vets and former clients. That's the part that is so awesome is that they, you come in, you finally get what you deserve by law after so many years of struggling and frustration. You see the power of this movement. You've had your life changed and now you want to give back. So, so now you're not just an insider client, you're an insider team member. It's happening every day. And I couldn't be more proud of you, our team. Um, movements don't happen with one person. They happen because of you. You tell your brothers, your sisters, people you served with downrange. Somebody sees a video on YouTube. Somebody sees something on Facebook. And vets start talking. Hey, I know what you need. Hey, you know what? You need to join a community. You need to get involved again. You need some purpose in your life, right? That's what we do at VA Claims Insider, okay? We say, let's go. Come on. No brother or sister left behind ever, okay? VA lay statements, VA buddy letters. What should you put in the content? The format, the medium of the letter, what it's written on, is so far less important than the content that's in it. I'm gonna talk about that real quick. What should be included from a buddy in a letter? I think you need to start with how do they know you, okay? Do you work together? Is it your pastor? Did you wear the uniform together? Were you deployed together? Were you dating? Were you married and now you're divorced? Are you currently married, right? Explain the relationship to give the VA Raider and the CNP examiner some context, okay? 
once that buddy explains who they are, how they know you, then they need to go into what they're witnessing or what they witnessed in the past, okay? The best buddy letters, again, are from firsthand witnesses. I was there when he blew out his knee, right? I was, I was the first one there. I witnessed the harassment, right? I know for certain that Jane, that Jim, that Brian, Stephen was sexually harassed by our commander because I witnessed it. I heard it. I saw the emails. I saw the text messages. I overheard the conversation. He confided in me. She told me this, okay? Those types of pieces of information are very important, okay? And to give an approximate time frame is even better. It doesn't have to be exact, okay? I'm sure your buddy, and maybe even you, you don't remember the exact day if it's an incident. Preferably, if you can go to month and year, that's ideal to substantiate a buddy letter and a lay statement, okay? So again, who the, who's writing the letter, how they know you, what the relationship is. It can be a couple of sentences. Um, what they witnessed or are witnessing. I saw this, I was there, this event occurred, it happened to him or her, this is how it affected him or her over time. Hey, prior to this incident, he or she did not have any conditions that I'm aware of. No mental health conditions, no knee problems, no back issues, no headaches, no sleep apnea, right? But then this occurred and here's what happened, right? Here we are, fast forward. I know he or she's still dealing with this, right? Remember I talked about the importance of the firsthand buddy letter and lay statement. Okay, so in that third part, have that, the buddy talk about your symptoms now, if they know, okay? The best people to shed light on your symptoms now are people who see you every day. A spouse, an adult child, 18 years of age or older, maybe it's your boss at work or a coworker, somebody you, you share a cube with. Um, again, those types of folks can shed so much light on symptoms, difficulties, limitations that they witness. Um, and, and sometimes it can be really painful, right? I don't know about you, but it's hard to ask a buddy for a letter. Um, I don't like doing it. I, in fact, one of the buddy letters that I submitted with, uh, my mental health claim was, was from Brian. His name is also Brian. Uh, he was deployed with me. And the reason why I wanted to use his testimony as such a, a great example was he knew me before the service, right? We were around each other every day as hockey players at the academy. And then he was also there during the combat incidents, in Afghanistan, right? So he could shed light on what happened and what he witnessed. We were also then stationed together in Boston after the deployment. So he knew about the alcohol, the drugs, 
he knew what was happening in my life. One of the, one of the few people who knew, right? So now granted, you're not always going to have that situation where somebody knew you very well prior, then they knew you during or witnessed the incident. And now they know afterwards, right? It's difficult to have all three of those elements and you don't need all three. Um, but there's different buddy letters also that can help prove certain parts of the narrative in the story. Okay. I want to highlight one other thing that I think is really important and then I'll take some questions. Okay. And this is probably the most important part of this whole thing. Lay evidence. Yes, it can help you prove service connection, a buddy letter, a lay statement, your personal statement. I highly recommend that you still try to obtain medical evidence. Okay. You can try to source your own doctors uh, for an opinion. You at least at a bare minimum need to be prepared for your compensation and pension exam. Single most important day, no doubt about it. Okay. The compensation and pension exam, you must be prepared. Okay. Why is some type of nexus evidence important? Okay. It's important because it can help put your claim over the top to tip the scales in your favor, especially if there is any kind of absence of medical documentation. Okay. Super, super, super important. Again, if you need help, if you want to come in our education-based programs, let's go, right? Let's go. There's a link across the bottom of the screen. Hopefully somebody will post it in the chat www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Again, you need some help. We have examples, by the way. There's tons of examples inside of our mastermind group, inside of our mastery course, inside of the elite experience portal of statements, right? There's templates that you can edit and tweak as needed. Hey, we're here for you. That's what we do. That's why we exist. Okay. Okay. Appreciated vets. Thank you again. Uh, proud to serve with you. Again, Brian Reese, the VA Claims Insider, Air Force Disabled Vet. I'm out from Austin, Texas. I will see you again every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Um, and let's go. Let's do this. That's why we exist to serve and support you and celebrate life change. Okay. We'll talk again soon. See you guys. Mm -hmm.